0: It's time to kick off with Dirt and Spray. Here's the snap, a spinning handoff, and it goes to Mitchell, who bores his way in. That is a touchdown over the right guard. The Niners have scored again. They're in the NFC Championship game. Mahomes in the pocket, throws a deep one. Behind the
1: defense, it is caught. Valdez Scantling with the grab. He got behind Millette for 33 yards. Downfield delivery to Valdez Scantling. This is a Super Week edition of Dirt and Spray.
2: Brought to you by George McCoy at warrenallen.com. Injured? Don't trust just
1: anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen online at warrenallen.com.
0: Super Week with Dirt and Spray gone 1080. That was fantastic. The fan. <laughs> 602
2: in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland's sports leader 1080 the van. Oh, no. Oh,
1: no. Damn it. That's not a good omen.
2: Well, either is your computer news 10 minutes ago. Oh, there we go. My on button is like sinking into the piece, so it's hard to move (laughs) for the hype horn. Good morning.
1: where the morning's been going i've been fighting with my computer here all morning
2: i'd ask you a serious question here that i shouldn't be asking on the air because i don't think it's great for us but it's it kind of has to be asked like at what point do we stop having technical issues from 5 45 to about 6 55 i don't know probably never i don't know you know, we're a top 15 mid-morning
1: market radio that. show, Number fifteen, baby. and we can't get our congratulations. computer stored. Hey,
2: congratulations to you, too. Who voted on it? I don't know. Does it actually get us anything? Not really. We get a retweet, though. That's nice. Go. Yeah. it'd uh, Just be nice if the computer's worked. I care more about that right now. Yes.
1: Well, we're finally starting to dump some Super Bowl media in here for you.
2: Well, I don't know what it is. It's just that 5 a.m. It seems like I I don't know our if system just can't get, function. Yeah, it's well, like my seven year old waking up at six on a Saturday, or six actually six or more on a weekday because she wakes up at 6:30 on the weekends. But for school, I have to wait. We wake her up, and my wife wake you know just uh, uh, that's what our computer system is. My <laughs> seven year old on a Tuesday,
1: I've had to reboot it once already.
2: Have you really? Yeah. God, it's so annoying tired of dealing with that um well it's a nice little Tuesday here I'm uh I'm I'm currently I'm caught between two emotions this week and I don't think they're gonna go anywhere I'm caught between feeling like most if not all Niner fans are feeling the same emotion of
1: why are we two point favorites
2: yeah and nobody's picking us I mean I got more evidence to suggest that and oh, by the way, to win that Super Bowl, the illustrious Super Bowl Kyle Shanahan has never won, you got to get past Patrick Mahomes. Good luck.
1: Travis make Kelsey. It all the sweeter. Like of the previous yeah. five, well, first of all, how many of the previous five do you remember?
2: Uh, to be totally transparent, 1994, 95 Super Bowl of the Chargers, I remember watching it. Uh, early 80s? No. Not so much. Not so much, but. But to defend myself a little bit here. Well,
1: you were young if you were around.
2: Well, I was born December of 86, so almost 87. (laughs) So I had missed a few parties. I have them on tape. Beautiful. I I got them when I was a kid. My mom found them at garage sales. And so I've I've watched them a million times. Niners-Bengals is still one of the all-time great ones. Twice. Two duels. But you're right. I think winning a game against a player like that. Like, if anybody would have beaten Michael Jordan in a final, it probably would have been very similar, right? Of like, oh, my God, we, we conquered that guy? <laughs> yeah.
1: How did if, that happen? If the if the Jazz got him one of those two times, if uh, GP and Rain Man did it, the Blazers pulled it off. It's This is one of those dumb stats that I don't think should be registered for the
2: player, but it, it will, and people will echo it throughout the rest of their time. Did you know this fun fact, Swag? I didn't know this till Saturday or Sunday. You know the player that gave Patrick Mahomes his first regular season loss, his first playoff loss, and his first Super Bowl and only Super Bowl loss.
1: Who beat them in the Super Bowl? I'm blanking. Now. Oh, you know it. He beat everybody. Oh, he beat Oh, T B
2: tv 12 There you go. Tom Brady gave Mahomes his first regular season loss, first playoff loss, and only Super Bowl loss. Now, again, I don't think that should be a Tom Brady stat. I think it should be like... It's trivia. Hey. It's Mah- cool. Mahomes was in year two.
1: It's a party trick.
2: Yeah, it's a party trick, but it's also like people are going to use it in arguments. <laughs> and I'm just going to like, oh, okay. All right. We're not going to pretend that Mahomes is... Or we're just going to pretend that Mahomes' offensive line wasn't completely banged up and... That was a really yeah. unfair fight. Like we're just going to pretend that didn't it's like happen.
1: Like all these NBA scoring things, they put up a list, and you think you're great, and then there's like Wilt did it eight times or something.
2: Yeah, you know it, that it's funny <laughs> you say that because th- speaking of stats, like in, when Embiid had what did seventy? When he had seventy, he was the only player. They put up a graphic and they interviewed him. Yeah, and he had he said one of two players was the graphic, him and Jordan, the only two in hi- in league history to have sixty five points or more and five assists and he went wilt had to have done that and i'm like yeah wilt had to have done wilt that wilt didn't
1: pass the ball much
2: <laughs> come on accidentally getting into five assists wilt had to be able to It is pretty amazing
1: that. though that yeah people for people think wilt scored the 100 with the sixers he did not so Embiid actually holds the franchise scoring for record most for most points in a single as a sixer. game yeah
2: yeah well it's uh it is iconic as wilt was you get reminded of it every now and then if you don't, if you're not aware yeah. of it. If you're younger than me and you're like, yeah, I've heard about All Wilt. All this stuff.
1: And it's like Wilt average 50 for a season. It's like <laughs>
2: Wilt Chamberlain, game two, NBA finals, 53 <laughs> points, 18 rebounds, nine assists,
1: four blocks, five blocks, whatever it is. That's like, that's one of the the athletes like in that I could if I could go back in time that I didn't get to see. You missed him. Wilt. I missed Wilt. Um, Sandy Koufax, being mm. a Dodger fan, I would have loved to see him pitch live. Yeah. What was that like? Yeah, I'm with
2: you there. Great athletes that, we, that escaped our timeline. Yeah. It's really unfortunate. That's why I appreciate the ones that we do have, even when I'm not like the biggest fans of them.
1: Yeah, appreciate them, want to beat them.
2: Yeah, certainly. The, <laughs> yeah. Well, that, again, goes back to my emotion of, I can't wait to watch my team in the biggest game, and yet I'll be sitting on my yeah. couch dreading, the moment he throws a deep ball, and I will just mentally be like, Valdez Scanling's going to be 10 yards behind the DB, isn't he? Isn't he? Oh, there he is!
1: Oh, and he didn't now, drop are you, that one. Are you going to be truly all by yourself, like family out, or are no, like the no, girls no, no, going to no. be around? Yeah, and,
2: my, fam- my family. My family is allowed.
1: Yeah, but you're not hosting a party or you're Hell not no. getting together with other Niner honks. If and,
2: my team is not in the Super Bowl, I have a party. I invite friends. I'll invite well, I don't really have much family, but I'll invite my friends over. Uh if my team's in it, leave me alone. <laughs> Just leave alone. Me alone. I couldn't handle it the first time when they played in 19. I'm sure as hell not going to be able to handle it uh, in 2023, 2024. So that's just going to make it even harder. Uh, But I have the food picked out. I know what I'm going to be eating. I'm not going to be going crazy on the binge eating. Although, you know, ask me at third quarter point if I'll be snacking on chips out of stress and panic. (laughs) Probably will be. Uh, So I'm dealing with that. And then the other thing I've been dealing with uh, sports-wise, these are sports emotions. We'll talk about this a little today, because I've heard and read some stuff. Portland's really going to go the trade deadline with potentially not making any moves at all.
1: That's depressing.
2: It is depressing, but like also we're finding out day by day, by day by day that this draft class stinks. Well, that and the league no
1: value I, in draft picks. I, I think the
2: league is largely going to operate the same way. Swag.
1: Yeah, you're. You've got some deals to go down earlier in the season, but. Yeah, I think – well, I think two things. I think the new way they've structured the salary cap with the aprons and all that stuff – That's a, certainly a big part of that all that. That has curtailed a lot of wheeling and dealing for teams that say, wait, the bill's going to be what? Yeah. You remember yeah. what Joe kept saying
2: when they uh, – at the the Scoot presser, the Ryan Repair, Scoot, yeah. and Murray presser? He kept saying rookie-scale contracts. Yeah. Rookie-scale contracts contract he just kept repeating that phrase and I think it's because him and every other GM have looked at things and going yeah we have to really value this right now because of the way everything is set up in the salary cap so it's a salary cap it's also teams that need players that we have kind of sitting between two options you deal what you have for the piece and you hope that piece saves whatever it is you think would save your season whether that's title or conference you know uh Conference, you know, not conference championship. What am I trying to conference final? Excuse me, match, whatever that definition is for them. Or do you wait in the summer when you have like more draft capital to go after bigger players? So that's like, that's the unfortunate part. So I'm dealing with, hey, my team's playing the best quarterback to maybe ever breathe oxygen. Good luck to you. And I'm also dealing with, hey, your basketball team that's not very good. Um, they're probably not making a move unless all of this is a smokescreen. And even if they make the move, like, what's the move? I I don't think they value the draft picks this year. They already have two of them. And um, it doesn't appear, unless you think they should trade Brogdon in a first, for a Jalen Green if Green is going to be given up on in Houston because he's kind of in and out of the doghouse for ema Not that that's happening. I'm just throwing out a hypothetical yeah. They that's want a what young the market
1: player. is right now they
2: want a young player and like you think young players that are promising it's hard to come up with many especially ones that teams are willing to just say
1: yeah you know we'll take yeah.
2: that veteran we'll give you our young piece sure let's do it so you know i'm mad it's a
1: delightful little tuesday hey i'm getting set bags are packed for spokane the pilots are on a two-game heater the zags are as vulnerable they've been in a don't ruin don't my do little this. fantasy world. Okay, all
2: right. I, you know what? Thank you for don't saying that. Don't ruin
1: my little fantasy world. I, I,
2: w- I won't ruin it, but I will ask you. Are, I don't know your – we don't talk about this stuff. Yeah. I find out, like, when everybody else in the world finds out. Are you off Thursday or is it just the Wednesday? Is it a Wednesday No, back? we fly
1: back because we're flying commercial. Yeah. Because we don't have boosters at Gonzaga to fly, uh, fly private and get home. So, no, I, our flight's, like, at 9 in the morning Thursday. Okay, so you missed so Wednesday, miss Wednesday, Thursday show. Wednesday and Thursday, but I will be here Friday for okay. final super preparations, a final spragging the line. Mm. I think more. I thought about it. I think we should double the values here for the final week. I, I think that's yeah, fair.
2: I agree with you there. Um, I have to contemplate if I fade you because if I fade you, you're Ooh. caddying. That's true. Then it's on. Versus like me picking my own picks. If we both went two and one, that's then it's true. a wash. Who cares? I I don't want you to. I don't know what we're going to do about him because I don't think he's going to. He's generally locked into dad mode now.
1: He's learning what that life is like. I understand that. But I think I think he'll like for the Super Bowl. Like I'm waiting for the point where something happens Hmm. probably to his duckies at some point something goes down what do
2: you mean what's gonna happen to his duckies his duckies are sitting in a good spot
1: Well I know good or bad but like something where he's like I I, ha- I can't keep my mouth shut I need I need my microphone
2: I have been wondering when we get past this
1: week or there'll be, be some yeah there'll be some tweet that comes out of him there it's like it's all pen up and it's just gonna
2: come you know why he doesn't like having softy on the show and I, I I told we talked about this before the our new year started. Uh, we had met up and we had talked about some show stuff. And I, I told him, I'm not going to book Softy anymore because it drives him crazy. <laughs> the reason it does, I think, is because inside. He's exactly the same way. He's got a little Softy in him. He just. He just <laughs> he's, he's more rational with it, whereas Softy is just full on right. in your face. Huskies not the greatest thing to ever live. Don't alright, RIP. So I think that's the reason he really doesn't like softies because he knows inside he's got that Oregon softie in him. Yep. Uh but we got a good show today. We have uh, a guest at 7. We were supposed to have a Yammer. So, oh, Yammer works on NFL Total Access, Yes. Right? So they were going through Super Bowl stuff. Correct. I was texting with Yammer before that show started and he was asking if he could go earlier today, like a 6:30 type thing. Sure. I gave him options. Then the show started. I think he got sidetracked. So he never got back to me. Okay. He's pretty good at eventually responding so we may or may not have yammer this week okay so i had to pivot off that uh we have spike eskin at 7 30 he's now the wip afternoon drive
1: time host he's he's back he was doing some big shooter things for the company for a while he was and now he's back home in philly and the eagles are going to get to uh host be the host team for the first brazil game
2: yeah i saw that that'll Um, be fun
1: we get to now NFL's just taken over the entire opening weekend.
2: They have, and they're they're trying really hard to continue to branch out internationally, have all these big games. They'll be in Brazil, as you mentioned. This
1: is actually smart. If you're going to play an international game, play it in the first game of the season. You got all the lead time because your last preseason game's two weeks before. You can get over there for a full week. Yep. uh, Enjoy it a little bit. Everybody's excited. For the most part, everybody's as healthy as they're going to be. And yeah, and then you're yeah, give done fans with- a reason to fly to Brazil. Hey, yeah.
2: everybody's nobody's inactive unless something happens in camp. But if that doesn't happen, then yeah. hey, go to Brazil. Everybody's playing; they're ready to go. Exactly. So we'll talk with Eskin. Uh, we'll talk a little Eagles. I want to talk about the Embiid injury. What do the Sixers do now? Yeah. And reason we get Spike Eskin on is he's good. I want to ask him some NBA and NFL questions. Get there his you Super go. Super Bowl thoughts. Uh, his thoughts on a certain star player that I think kind of escapes a lot of criticism that a player of his level should get. Mm-hmm. And I like the player, but I think it's fair to start kind of wondering, is is this, what do we think about this? So we'll talk with Spike Eskin at 7.30. He's actually, he's in Vegas, but he's leaving early, so... Uh, He's going to join us at 7.30. Mail sack at 8.15, so any and all questions are welcome at the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. The mail sack is basically an asks anything. Any question, any topic, doesn't matter. We'll answer everything. we got audio to get to. It is a loaded show. I want to start, though. I want to start in football, but with are these good fits? That's next. Dirt and Spray, good to be with you on this Tuesday on The Fan.
0: Call from mom. Answer it.
2: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right. Get those mail sack questions in. Vancouver Ford text line 503-864-6326. You can put them on the YouTube comments as well. we got the YouTube page up, I believe. Everything, everything going okay there? Yeah,
1: YouTube's running fine this morning. Okay. No issues with YouTube.
2: All right. We're top 15 mid-market morning show. We have to have our stuff running That's smoothly. Right. Not one time in contract negotiations has any of those rankings been brought up for me. I want to be like, hey, this website said we're okay. That's right. Give us a raise, please. But that's not how it works. Um, I want to start with the NFL, but not like the game, the big game, the super big game.
1: Yeah, we got time. We, we, We got all week to ease into that.
2: Oh, we'll get into it today. I have a question. Who is the better coach in this game? Not all time,
1: not legacy, right now today, who do you One think... One game, schemer, X's and O's, yes. best utilization of personnel on the roster. I certainly could be jaded as bias
2: here, but I am I am interested in hearing the feedback, and the feedback last night with the poll question was a little eye-opening to me. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that coming up at 7. Uh, Matt Miller, a good friend of the show, I don't know if we're going to get him on this year, but usually every draft time yeah. we get an email from ESPN... So maybe we'll have him. He's released his latest mock. To no surprise, Caleb going number one in his mock draft. Yeah, his
1: was a little interesting. Oh, you saw this? I think it's a little different from most of the other ones we've seen so far.
2: And, you know, I think he's built up a reputation. I check them all out. I'll go to CBS and check every single one of theirs out. I think he's built up enough of a reputation where people put his up on the same level as Kuyper and McShay. And so when he releases it, everybody sees and goes, Where's everybody going? (laughs) Drake May goes two, Jaden Daniels three. I have no feel on Jaden Daniels as a pro prospect. I can see the positives. I also see some negatives.
1: Yeah, and it's just hard. He seems like the anti-Patriots quarterback, but you have to get out of the mindset that Belichick is there it's running. It's a new stuff. era. I think they're going to do things a little differently. So uh, I'm sure Patriot fans would like to see a little more dynamic <laughs> play I know, on the offensive side of the ball. I know some people in Boston, and I'll just tell
2: you, like, Belichick was appreciated, but those last couple years were hard on them
1: yeah, to watch that, that team. That's hard to watch.
2: Uh Malik Neighbors, not Brock Bowers at number five to your Chargers.
1: I don't know how I feel about it. I I they desperately need a security blanket tight end for for Mr. Herbert. You don't want the speedster
2: Malik Neighbors? This no. is right up the uh the Al Davis uh tree here. He how no. fast is his forty? He's a big play wide receiver. He had 89 catches for 1,500 yards and four tuddies. Uh, I was surprised, not that Bowers just wasn't at number five. He had Bowers slipping all the way to like 12 or 13 to the Saints. That one, or no, he had him at 14. Hmm. He went from five and many mocks, Miller has him slipping down. If you're looking for local prospects, I like this fit Roma Dunze in Chicago. Now, I like the fit because I think Rome is kind of built for New York.
1: I thought he had him six to the Giants.
2: Uh, what did I just say?
1: You said to the bears. Oh, sorry. I
2: meant the giants. Yeah. God, I'm all over the place. Can you tell? Look at my hair. Uh, (laughs) Roma Dunze in New York is something that I I think he's built for New York. I didn't mean to say bears. I meant giants. I know Daniel Jones isn't the greatest quarterback, but I think you give that team two years and they're going to move on from this Daniel Jones thing where they pretend that he's amazing. He threw 11 touchdown passes and Roma Dunze goes to New York with an instant. Hey, I'm a star and I'm good. I like that fit. Uh, Not surprising to me, given how much chatter there's been. But Oregon State's offensive tackle, Talese uh, Fuaga. Fuaga, number 10. Number 10 10 to the Jets. That's a nice little
1: pickup. Well, if there's a team that needs some help on the O-line, there you go.
2: Yeah, I like that. I like that. And then number 12. This is interesting to me. Not Michael Penix. No. Bo Nix to the Denver Broncos.
1: I have heard... uh... Out of I've seen reports on Bo Nicks out of Senior Bowl that run the spectrum. Yeah, like I, one day he was having a horrible day of practice and he didn't have arm strength, and he didn't have this, and he didn't have that, and then I've heard, oh, the NFL GMs love him because he's so smart and calm in the pocket, but he can make the throws and he led his team on a touchdown drive when he played, and so I don't have a good feel for what the consensus is on Bo Nix.
2: We had uh, Trevor Sykema, who does dra- – he's a lead draft analyst for PFF, and I, I want to get him on, you know, in a couple weeks once the season's done and we get closer to the draft. he I asked him about Bo Nix, and he said, uh, Bo Nix was fine, but he wasn't great. He said very, eh, like not awful, but not the worst, but kind of middle of the road, and I'm with you. It does feel like his interviews – and like just ball knowledge is generally what's sticking out for people it doesn't mean he can't be a good nfl quarterback it just of all the things he had an okay senior bowl he started out strong and it looks like he kind of faded a little bit but number 12 i mean denver's a spot where we still don't know what they're doing with russell wilson
1: yeah they want to move him i don't who knows if they can I would they- not touch why would any team take I, that contract
2: i don't know so you either eat the money and get out of it and i'm sure that costs them an arm and a leg And then you've got Jared Stidham, I believe, still behind, who I would guess that would be given the starting job. So there'd be no immediate pressure on Bo Nix, although you start like two and six. That's when maybe the Bo Nix chatter starts to kind of pick up. But Denver could be a great spot because maybe he won't feel as rushed to to start. He can learn the Sean Payton system, learn from Sean Payton himself. I, I like the fit and it's a stable organization, regardless of what's happened with Russell Wilson and the Nathaniel Hackett thing, yeah. it's
1: still the Denver Broncos. You're not going to say, well, they don't know what they're doing now. Well, I think Sean Payton with a guy like Bo Nix, I a lot of similarities maybe to Drew Brees. You like that comp, huh? Yeah. You see that for Bo Nix? There's, there's worse guys you could go to for if you're a quarterback wanting to develop.
2: Yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, if you're going to learn from somebody, you want to learn from somebody like Sean Payton. The interesting one for me, you go through this, and you get some DBs and some receivers. You got some Washington offensive linemen. Uh, Jackson Powers Johnson, by the way, is 28th in his mock to the Bills. Be a nice little pickup. Uh, yeah. Josh Allen, snap of the ball to Josh Allen. Could be worse things. Uh, two from UCLA at the Lions. They really need some pass rushing to help Aiden Hutchinson. Yep. So I like that fit. Uh, the one that stood out is he's got Michael Penix, but he's got Michael Penix in the second round going to the Minnesota Vikings at four, at 42. Mm. He says the injury concerns are just there for a lot of teams. Yeah. He does comp, and I've heard this several times. I think Sycamore told us last week. The comp for Penix for NFL people, this is interesting,
1: seems to be
2: Phil Rivers. Yeah. Yeah. He's a left-handed
1: Phillip Rivers. If you look at his motion, his size, kind of how he gets it out there, and he can spin it. Um, But, yeah, I've heard that before. Could be worse comps to have than Phil Rivers. Phil Rivers was a really good quarterback. And a nice little
2: career. Uh, Troy Franklin slips into the second round in his mock. He goes to the Raiders opposite Devontae Adams.
1: Well, yeah, the Raiders love speed. You know that. But who's throwing them the football? Aiden I still McConnell? think I saw a couple where he sneaks into the end of the first round with the Chiefs, and yeah, I I've wholeheartedly seen that. Too. believe that if he's on the board, unless there's somebody that slips. So here's the chief pick, and you can't fault him for it because I like both
2: players. Xavier Worthy, mm. Texas wide receiver. Yep, big play guy. They need reliable playmakers. He's kind of been that at Texas. I don't know if that translates, but. To your point, it's a Franklin or Worthy type pick yeah. right there for the Chiefs. That, yep, that feels like the most no-brainer pick, right? Go get a receiver for Patrick Mahomes. Yes,
1: yeah. go get a receiver. Sure hands, good speed. You're never going to find another Tyree Kill, but no, you need a guy that can make big plays for you. Um, yeah, so a lot of
2: local guys fitting into the first round. Trice goes to the second round to the Rams. I like that. He gets to if Aaron Donald doesn't retire, he gets to learn from Aaron Donald. Some really good picks from the local prospects. Fuaga, Odunze, Caleb Williams, kind of leading all things in the top 10 for Pac-12, formerly RIP the Pac-12, and Bo Nix to the Denver Broncos. I think we like that fit. We like that fit for him. I want to stick in the NFL. I want to get to a couple stories, uh, one with audio and one that I, I heard on my way in because I read about it, and I couldn't believe that it was real. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Got some funny comments. I was just catching up on the uh, the Vancouver Ford text line. 503-864-6326. Need some sack questions in. Got to get to them at 815. Spike Eskin will join us at 730. Swagger. I'm excited to talk to Spike Eskin. Yeah, we haven't talked to Spike for a while. Really good guy. Um, I want to stay in the NFL because I, uh, <laughs> I heard and saw a couple stories. So there was a, a report surfacing that Mike Vrabel, and this came from our good friend Diana Russini, who is one of the nicest people you can work with. I got to br- very briefly work with her. Where's she at now? Is she well, doing she's, her own thing? Yeah, well, she is, but like she works at The Athletic. She's their lead NFL reporter.
1: Gotcha. So she's
2: highlighted in all their content, all their podcasts, whatnot. She gets to write her stories. Uh, it's a more flexible lifestyle for her. She has kids now. Yes. Which I'll tell you, when I met Diana Russini, I was a lot younger, and so was she, but, like... Didn't see that in the horizon? That didn't. Uh, the Diana Rossini I knew at that time <laughs> did not strike me as big, uh, have kids energy, but congratulations. To her. She's doing fantastic in her career. She was doing the Athletic NFL show, and she told Robert Mays, our other good friend, that Mike Vrabel, because he asked, how come Vrabel didn't catch on here? That a GM told her at the Senior Bowl... That Mike Vrabel and his physical stature, it deterred teams away from wanting to meet with him in person. And it intimidated teams. That his just presence, his naturally big... And she was like, this is ridiculous. That's not yeah, real, right? Like he's an ogre
1: or something? And the
2: anonymous GM was like, no, it's it's a real thing. Like, when you get in a room with a big person... It's too intense? Yeah, you kind of have to feel like you give in to him. And and I will echo it in this way. Sometimes when I see Sukanic, I'm like, hey, man, how you doing? <laughs> we all good up there? Because he's a big dude. That's true. But Mike Vrabel, uh, reportedly too intimidating for teams to want to hire because if you add the football mochismo stuff with the, I know how to win, my way wins, Plus you're six, four and a half, six, five. Yeah. Three bills. They don't want
1: to, they're fearful of having to tell him no.
2: I don't know about you, but I would be slightly nervous working with a guy that out loud admitted he'd cut his wiener off to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. That's a different level of commitment and crazy that I'm not (laughs) built for. And so the report is from Rossini, and I listened to it on my way in, that yeah, there were some NFL teams looking for coaches, and the sheer size of Mike Vrabel may have been too intimidating for them. And I loved when everybody saw this on Twitter yesterday and basically responded, well, if Dan Campbell wasn't in Detroit, we know who the Lions would have picked up because they love big, intimidating dudes. That's right. So Mike Vrabel, a good coach by almost everybody's viewpoint, not getting a job this cycle because, well, some of these teams just a little too intimidated by the huh. old size of him.
1: Well, Dan Quinn's not a small guy. No, he's
2: not. No, he's not. But who strikes more fear in you? Yeah, there's a little bit of crazy in Vrabel that I, he I was a linebacker in the NFL for a long time. And I've always said this to former <laughs> football players when I meet him. You guys are insane. You know that, right? Like to play that game at that yep. level, you have to be clinically insane. Um, so Mike Vrabel, I guess, just too big. A problem every guy like to hear about, but in a different way and almost a negative. Yeah. Um, the other report comes from our good friend Boomer Esiason. Boomer, an Odyssey employee. And Boomer Esiason on his radio show yesterday talked about the Atlanta Falcons and they chose Raheem Morris. And the reporting was the front office didn't like Belichick and the power he could get. Blank wanted Belichick because, well, he's Belichick. And eventually the front office won out here. Not so fast, my friend. Boomer Esiason suggesting
0: maybe Bill said no to them. You know, that supposedly Arthur Blank was bought into Bill Belichick and could have offered him the job. Wow. And you're telling me that Bill said no? I, You know, and I don't know why. Again, I don't know why guys say no, or but I'm, I'm legitimately an NFL executive basically told me that, that they believe that he, Arthur Blank offered Bill the job. Wow. Now, there may have been some caveats to that offer. Yeah. You never know. You know, it's never like, okay, Bill, I want you. Here's a five-year contract. You do whatever you want. I don't think it was one of those. The way it was made sound to me, it was like, okay, I understand your concerns, but you're going to have to deal with some of this, and we want you to come in. We want you to be the coach, and then maybe he just thought better of it and just maybe said, you know what, I I, I don't want to go right back in. I want I want a year away.
2: What do you believe here? I'm not saying uh, uh, Boomer Esiason isn't well-sourced. He obviously is Boomer Esiason, but do you think Belichick said no to them, or do you think they ultimately decided to say, eh,
1: We'll go Raheem him. I Morris. think, uh, I think Belichick wanted to go in and be able to do things exactly the way he is used to doing them. And if he didn't find something that he thought in his mind was plug and play, yeah, he would pass. Now I don't know what all that entails and how, but I. I Bill Stray, he doesn't want when it's time to make decisions. He don't want seventeen people in the room. So you don't buy the collaborative part of him. You think that that's maybe I long think there's gone. collaborative in gathering information, but decision making and, and getting a, a whole lot of input and and understanding and as as many different. He wants to look at something as in many different ways and he wants to see how other people see it, how his players see it, how other people see it. But when it's time to make a decision, he's making the decision and that's it. He's gonna be seventy-two in April. Yep. That's the impression I get. I know team
2: like it's the NFL. Like they'll hire, you know, they'll choose players that have off field issues because they're amazing. They'll choose controversial things that's the NFL. Yeah. We're going to have a team really be so desperate next year. They're going to hire a 72-year-old whose last three seasons were, I mean, by every measurement, pretty awful. I mean, he gave his second-year quarterback a special teams and defensive coordinator as his OC. I, and I, I come back to that because it's not to knock yeah. his res, his resume speaks for itself. I just think when you start doing that kind of stuff, you've lost me. You're showing me that either you think you're so good that you can overcome or get through – or you've lost touch with the reality of what the league is now? Because I thought that was reprehensible in the moment, and it just proved to be even worse than we thought because, well, look at last year. Team's just going to give it all to a 72-year-old?
1: Depends on how desperate a
2: particular team is. Sometimes coaches don't get to go out the way that players do. Nope. And I've noted this before. Like I think Popovich is interesting in San Antonio. The Spurs are bad. And, like, I've watched their games, and I'm like, they have talent. They shouldn't be this bad. But, you know, Pop hasn't won in a long time. I know. Um, We we never want to admit it with coaches because we kind of just – Yeah. We love coaches. We appreciate them. But most coaches don't age out gracefully.
1: I think Pop, though, is handling it better than Belichick was handling it.
2: Well, there's – okay. But what I would say to that is also, like, San Antonio, uh, they're never firing him. No, when 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 like Pop's last great year was it their last title? Was it 2014? Because I think largely they've been a first round and done team, yeah, or everybody not in the playoffs. Sort
1: of left at that point, right? Yeah,
2: but uh, and it, certainly it takes a, a, a an entire team to build a roster. But I mean,
1: he certainly got a a piece in Wemby. Like they're like the third worst team in the league. I they have a player that. averaging
2: 18, like three and ten. I just okay. I'll be
1: curious to see. Well, I don't know what their cap situation's going to be, but how, if Wemby is a draw for veteran free agents, like it's like, uh, I, I'd, I'd love to go play with that guy because right. he's got, I mean, he's just a freak. And so I didn't mean to take us to Wemby talk. I was trying to stay okay. on Belichick, but I was just giving examples
2: like not every coach just retires it. Well, I'm going no, out on
1: top. Not every coach can can let it go. It'll be interesting to see with Belichick if he finds something, if he does get into TV or finds something else to do football-related and finds he enjoys it and or finds, oh, my God, I can't stand this. I still have more to prove in the game.
2: Hard to like see him wanting to go out. more wins. Yeah, I think he wants the <laughs> record, and I think that's the other part is, like, does he care about more of the record than winning the Super Bowl? and? That sounds ridiculous, I know, but he's 72, man. Like, Oh, I know. He's would to have a 10-year run here. That's just not going to happen. It's not feasible. Boomer Esiason saying Bill Belichick saying no to the Falcons, according to a source to him, whereas we were told the Falcons said no uh, to him and, and would rather have Raheem Morris. Uh, we'll pivot. We'll get back into the NFL. Who has the better coach in the game, Shanahan or Reed? We'll get into that top of the hour. Uh, coming up next, a couple of hodgepodge things I want to get to in sports. That's next on The Fan. We'll get into the uh, little Super Bowl stuff coming up. We got some Adio. They're breaking up uh, Media Day into two days now. So day one was yesterday.
1: Got some clips from that from Goodell? They're doing. Well, I know that there's there's more orchestrated media sessions. yeah, I think last night's like a general,
2: like the quarterbacks together. They had a I have a clip with Kelsey and Kittle together,
1: yeah. And then I think today, no, last night was the big thing. Like they were in the stadium, like they turn everybody loose, and now it's more uh you'll see selected so the coach and like offensive players will be at the podium. They'll you mean bring, like, like they're one person podiums, right? Isn't that what today is? No, that was last night too. That was oh, going okay. on well, at I the saw same this, time.
2: Yeah, okay, but I, I was confused because they were doing the group anyways, we got
1: the audio. I, yeah, I, I we don't know what we got there wasn't I don't know, there wasn't too much nonsense.
2: No, there was some good cuts, though. I thought yeah. there was some good cuts. We'll bring those to you in the second hour of the show. Uh, you don't need to feel sorry for an athlete that's going to make, like, almost a half a billion dollars and has had one of the greatest careers a player could ask for. But do you feel sorry for Mr. Mahomes? No, I. it's oh. not Mahomes. Oh. I, um, I actually felt myself feeling hey, – don't pull that right there. I just kind of stopped there. I shouldn't have stopped – I, I, I felt myself feeling bad last night, Swag. I watched the end of – I was watching some league pass stuff in between the NFL, and I was perusing around. I watched Hawks-Clippers, right? I, I, Nets-Warriors was a good game. I felt myself feeling bad for Klay Thompson. Did you see this? Klay Thompson did not close the game with the Warriors. Mm. And I was going to pull the audio, but he doesn't have a mic necessarily in his face, so it's harder to hear. But he's, like, visibly emotional, during the post game in the locker room. Cause they're basically saying, Hey man, like you didn't close the game. Uh, was that hard for you? And, and and he's as honest as you could be. I, I this is what I love is the honesty. He, he was like, no, it's hard. It's, this is this really hard for me to be who I once was and have yeah. both those injuries happen back to back. And it to basically strip me of, of my identity as a, as an athlete. I mean, again, you don't have to feel bad, but I did. I felt bad. I, I, I've always pinpointed Clay Thompson as a Portland guy, right? Like, when you talk about players, not that he lived here his whole life because he didn't, but, you know, I've heard stories. He used to run around our old building that we worked at before we moved. As a child, they'd be like, yeah, he used to run the halls all the time. And and I just – I've always rooted for Klay. I w- couldn't have been more wrong on a player coming out of college in the NBA. It's one of my worst takes is that I didn't think Clay Thompson would be any good. And he became Clay Thompson, and now he's a shell of himself, unfortunately – and last night it really hit him. He did not close the lineup with the Warriors. They closed it out with younger guys. They beat the Nets. And he he gave them their flowers. He said they, they played awesome. He, he kept going between, That's it's hard. This is really hard. This sucks. But he didn't want to get in the way.
1: Yeah,
2: And so he would immediately also say, I was proud of those guys. Those guys played really well. It's a weird balance of emotion, I would imagine, being a leader of a team where your role is diminishing – and they're talking about trading you, but you're being a good teammate and you're supporting the younger guys on your team. I I, I just it's a weird place to be in. And I thought Klay Thompson was as vulnerable as an athlete can be in that moment, given everything his career's been and kind of what it's unfortunately turned into.
1: Yeah. He's always been honest like that. It's been really refreshing. Um to see somebody have that level of success and be able to maintain that level of candidness when you talk to him, And yeah, it's just, it's just unfortunate. So hopefully he can, I don't know how much more rehab and, and things that he might be able to do in the off season to improve his, his physical abilities at this point in his career, or at least maintain something. But he also seems like the kind of guy who could, it's tough to do it when it's going on, when you're used to doing something and they're such ha- creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it's being, it's being forced to change upon you Yeah, in the off season. then if you have is like, okay, this is, we want to maximize you. We can't have you out there for 36 minutes. You just can't do it anymore. This is how we want to utilize you. This is what we want it. And he can work on it all summer and embrace it sort of thing. Um, we'll see if that happens they They care a
2: great deal about winning. They've established yep. so much since they started winning with that group. everybody on is on the table according to multiple reports, except Steph what what I would say, and I'm not a warrior fan by any stretch and and largely ended up hating that team when they got KD uh but ad- admiring it, being jealous of it, acknowledging how great they were, even without Kevin Durant, I really hope they don't trade him or any or any other significant part of what
1: their title run was so you think Draymond and Clay and Steph will just all walk off together or no. they'll go they'll they'll stay there kind of like Manu Parker and and, and uh, Duncan. Duncan did
2: No I don't think that'll happen what I would say is I don't want them to be traded at the deadline Oh, okay. And we'll get to the deadline stuff. If something
1: happens in the off season and That's you part different. ways, yeah. and
2: let them have this last year. They may not make the playoffs. They're not a very good team. I've watched a ton of their games. Maybe they've got something. Given Kaminga valuable minutes in these spots, but make a Chris Paul trade. Trade him and bring in whatever. Try to get the play in, or maybe you make the playoff. I, I don't know. They're not winning a title. But I, I think they're at least, owed oh, that. Let them have one. Let, just go through the whole season and let them have that last ride, whatever it may be, and then evaluate things when you get to the offseason, and that's probably when it happens. But, you know, also in that last game, knowing that it's probably over, allow them their moment. And then they'll come back and they'll get more moments. But I, I found it, um, as somebody that's been doing therapy for, you know, seven, eight months now, I found that very therapeutic and also like emotional. Watching Clay Thompson acknowledge how difficult that is becoming his professional life, but how admirable I think the leadership and team part of supporting the younger players uh, really was. Full display in the locker room. Uh, loaded second hour. Spike Eskin will join us at uh, seven thirty. We start the second hour with this: Who's got the better head coach? Not career wise, not legacy. Right now, who's the better coach, Shanahan or Reed? Our number two, Dirt and Spring on the fan.